Welcome back to the White Man Can Jump podcast. This is your host, John Whited. I'm joined here by my co-host and good friend, Andrew Brownlee. How you doing, Brownlee? Doing well. Uh, it's a rainy Sunday afternoon, but looking forward to talking about basketball and getting some real basketball started up pretty soon. Yeah, I'm. it, it sneaks up on you every year with football, but um, you know, two weeks and we got some regular season games, I think. So, um, season's right around the corner, so um, I thought we'd uh, break down the season by doing some over-unders. Um, you know, we had just had an NBA media day, so there's a bunch to talk about, so we'll dive into some of the content that came out of that and, um, you know, cover some of that as well as we go through these teams, um, you know, and get excited for the season, um, you know. Last year we did this, and uh, I think you won, barely, um, I might add, but you did win. Um, and uh, we didn't we didn't make a wager, so it didn't really didn't really count, I guess. This year, I think we're going to make a wager, right? Yeah, yeah. I, we had talked about loser has to visit the other person. Um, personally, I prefer to go to Austin than hang out in D.C. anymore. <laughs> so maybe we could do... Loser has to buy dinner. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, either way. Um, but um, we'll go with that. We'll go with dinner. Um, good. Next time we see each other. So, um, but let's just, so that's a bet. Um, you know, the, uh, who's going to pick where we're going to dinner? I guess the winner does. Okay, fair enough. All right, deal's a deal. Virtual yep. handshake. Virtual handshake. All right, let's dive in I here. Won't do, yeah, what? I won't do anything too insane when I win again. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. If it, if you do something insane, make sure it's really fucking good, so I enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um. All right, so. We're just going to go in reverse order of the standings by each conference here from last year. So we're going to start with, you guessed it, the Orlando Magic. Um, finished at 22-60 and 60 last year. Had an offensive rating of 103.9, 28th in the league. A defensive rating of 112.1, 19th in the league. And a net rating of negative 8.2, 28th in the league. Um, their big addition, obviously, is Banchero. They lost Robin Lopez. Um, you know, Jonathan Isaac's supposed to come back. Um, Marco Fultz is going to be out for a month or two with a fractured toe that just happened, I think, last week. And uh, Jen Suggs still isn't clear for some 5 on 5 work yet. So, you know, I think he's coming back from ankle surgery. So um, they're still trying to get completely healthy. Uh, you know, it's been two plus years, I think, for Jonathan Isaac. And you know, Fultz and Suggs, you know, in their short careers haven't been healthy either. So those are some concerns there. Um, you know, I had, you know, the question I had, can they start this youth movement and rebuild? This is, I had the same questions as we had last year, pretty much. Um, this this time they have, you know, a bona fide potential star and uh, Benchero. Um, so, DC, they got Benchero, they got Wagner to build around, both Wagners actually, not, well, only one of them you really want to build around, but they do have both of them. 
Um, and then, you know, you maybe got something in Suggs and who knows what you got with Isaac, but do you see anything coming together this year? Or do you see them, you know, right back there, um, pick a number one again next year? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll still, still be in the mix for the top lottery pick this year. Um, that being said, I think everyone was pretty impressed with Franz Wagner last year. Eurobasket uh, did nothing to dissuade the you know, positive energy around him. Ben Caro looked really good in Summer League for whatever that's worth and should be a pretty good infusion of talent. And if you can get anything out of Isaac this year after missing him all last year, I think you should be able to say that this is a better team than last year. Uh, I'll go over. I don't think it's a hard over here. I still think they're going to be terrible, but maybe they'll at least be a little more fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got the over as well. Um, you know, that's just five wins better than last year's team. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't think that's unrealistic. Um, you know, they're all young. They all should be getting better. They added a big piece. Um, you know, I, I put the team goal is to build around Pachero and Franz and maybe hopefully you have something in Suggs that's worth building around. Um, but you want to lose and develop talent, you know, at the same time, if, if you can do both and, you know, have a chance to get Victor and also, you know, build, build something with your young core that you have, um, you know, the title odds are, you know, you know, I just put light your money on fire. It's plus 50,000. So, um, you know, there's no chance in hell that they win the championship no matter what happens there. So you're putting your money on them to win the title. Like you, you know, at least go to Vegas and like have some fun before you do that. Um, I don't really have much else to say there. I mean, I, I think, you know, everyone's just excited to see, um, Paolo, um, poop and, uh, and see what he can do. I think he's the rookie of the year favorite. Um, he should be just, he's going to get all the touches, probably the most NBA ready Chet's out. Um, so it should be fun to watch him play this year and, you know, hopefully they have a couple other pieces around them they can build with. Yeah, if I was a Magic fan, I would be happy that I have at least two pieces that I feel pretty good about in Ben Carroll and Wagner. And let's just enjoy another season that doesn't really matter and maybe try to start winning next year. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Um, so now onto the Pistons. 23-59 uh, and 59 record last year. Offensive rating, uh, 28th in the league at 105.6. Defensive rating, 24th in the league at 113.3. For a negative 7.7 rating, 26th in the league. Um, they added Bojan Bogdanovic from the Jazz, Alec Burks, Snowens Noel, Kimball Walker, and a series of trades. Jaden Ivey with the 5th overall pick. Jalen Duran with the 13th overall pick. They lost Jimmy Grant, Kelly Olenek to trades. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of new pieces on this team. You got Kate Cunningham you want to build around. Um, he showed a lot in his rookie year. Uh, I think the question really is, is, you know, how good is he? Can he be a number one on a title team? I don't know that he's that good. Um, if he's not, he's going to be pretty damn close. 
Um, and then, you know, how good can Jay and I be? They might have got a steal in the draft with him falling to five. Just, I mean, if, if he can turn his athleticism into, you know, the promise, uh, you know, it is, um, then, you know, he could be something special too. So that could be a great backcourt to build around. Yeah, I I like the idea of building around them in the future. I think there's precedent in the NBA that slimmer guards are usually not very good in their first year besides, like, John Morant. Um, so I wouldn't put a ton of faith in Jaden Ivey being stellar in his first year. The people they brought in, I think, are, like, Bogdanovich is a NBA rotation player. I don't know if you could make the case that any of the other players that brought in are rotation players. I think Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olenek could make the case of them being rotation players and a decent NBA player, NBA team. Uh, this team, I think, could be worse than last year. I'm not seeing where the six and a half wins is coming from that Vegas is telling us they're expecting. So I would, I would go under on this team. Yeah, the, the over-under, I don't know if I mentioned the 29-and-a-half. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. We're not up to a fucking good start. If we're going to agree on all these, you're going <laughs> to. Um, but, yeah, I, like, they're still trying to lose. They lost a couple very good to solid NBA players that can get you wins. Um, and Jeremy Grant, Kelly Linick, no matter how flawed their game is um, in some areas. Um, and then they brought in unproven young talent. That'll probably take at least a year to kind of learn the ropes in the NBA, but you just don't, Cade could, you know, counter. The only argument I think to that is Cade makes up for that and makes a leap like we saw from, yeah. you know, um, maybe not quite like what we saw from Jaw last year, but something similar to that. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the under is the right play. I mean, the title odds are the same as in Magic. You know, you're, no one's betting on that, so we don't have to worry about that. But, um, you know, I put team goal, prove to manage you have something brewing here while still not winning a lot. And I think that's that's pretty feasible here if you got something with Ivy. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at their highest paid players, like, if they're expecting to play Bagley, which I assume they are, because yeah. they just gave them. Bogdanovich and Bagley, the two like, highest paid yeah. players, is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's not inspiring. Which uh, brings uh, me to our next team, the Indiana fucking Pacers. What a terrible team to root for. <laughs> I mean, they've been mediocre, which is not fun to root yeah. for in the NBA for a long time. And now they're probably the worst team in the league, I think. And the Spurs are doing everything they can to make sure they get their name in the hat for that. But um, they were 25-57 last year. Had an offensive rating of 111.9, 18th in the league. Um, defensive rating of 115.5, 28th in the league. For a net rating that finished 24th at negative 3.6. They added Aaron Neesmith and Daniel Tice. Um, added Benedict. Matherin out of Arizona, six overall. They traded away Brogdon. They lost TJ Warren and Ricky Rubio. Um, you know, I don't see they're shopping Buddy Heald and Miles Turner actively. They're, you know, two best 
win now players. You know, obviously Tyrese Halliburton is a win now player, but he's also someone you're building around in the future. Um, you know, I got the over under. The over under is at twenty three and a half here, um, which I think is second lowest win total. And you know, I wrote, does any team have a bleaker future than them? I mean, like. You know, at least the Pistons have Kate Cunningham to build around, which I think he's on a different level than Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's a good player, and I like him, but, like, that is the only, I mean, unless Matherin turns out to be something special, like, that's the only piece they have to look forward to, too. And they're going to be awful this year. Yeah. I, so I, I think the team as it is right now is actually an easy over. I just don't think... The team it is right now is going to be the team in May or June. So um, a soft or a hard over now. Yeah, like I mean, like Buddy Hield, Miles Turner, Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte. Those are players that I think pretty much any team in the league would take. Like they're not going to be the best player on the team, but they can be role players on almost any team in the league. Um. So I, I think I'm like a little more positive on the team as presently constructed. I'm just worried about who is actually going to be on this team uh, throughout the year. Like like you mentioned, they're shopping Heald and Turner. I'm going to do a soft over on this. Uh, I just twenty three and a half is not a lot of wins. Yeah, it's not. But they're not a good team either. So I'm going to go under. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get what you're saying. I'm glad you ended up going over because I was just going to go the opposite of you. Just, just to mess, mix it up, you know, some game strategy here. I'm trying, yeah. to, trying to get a free meal out of this. Um, but I was, I think under, just because of what you said, like they're trying to actively lose and they are going to probably trade their two of their three best players um, yeah. and not necessarily get anything that's going to help you win basketball games in return. So... They're just looking to get Victor, and if they do, maybe the future isn't so bleak. But right now, um, until they get those pink points. I mean, there's other guys to get in this draft, too, from what I've heard. But, um, you know, no one's got the potential that he does. So, um, moving on to the hometown, your hometown, uh, Washington Wizards. Um, they finished 35-47 and 47 last season. Had an offensive rating of 110.12. That finished 21st in the league. And then 25th in defensive rating at 113.6. For a net rating of negative 3.4. Coming at 23rd in the league. Added Taj Gibson, Delon Wright, Will Barton, and Monte Morris. In a trade with the Nuggets. Giving up KCP and Ish Smith in that trade. And also lost Thomas Bryant Neto as well. Um. Over and under coming in at 35 and a half, right about at last year's record, which you could argue they got a pretty comparable team. Uh, title odds are plus 2,400. Um, you know, question about this team, you know, I said, this, what the fuck do you do now that you signed Beal to $250 million? Um, you know, yeah. it doesn't do you anything <laughs> good. I mean, I don't know. It does you you tell me you're the Wizards fan. Uh yeah, this team is hell bent on making the play in tournament. Uh for not for better or for worse for worse the team. Um 
That's a good argument. I just think it's a cursed team. Not maybe a cursed team, but you know, you know as much as anyone that bad luck. I mean, you guys are paying. I just saw seventy-six million dollars to Porzingis and Beal combined this year. So you got that going for you. Um, and you know, you don't know. I mean, you know you get something good out of Beal if he stays healthy, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Porzingis, paying him $33 million. Um, and, you know, I think the East has gotten a lot better this year, so it'll be tougher to compete there. I think it'll be, if, I think 35-47. If I had to guess the record, that's what I guess would be this year. So I'm not really sold on the under either, but I figure I'd mix it up as well. So we'll go, we'll go see under there. Um, yeah, like you said, the goal for them, I guess, is the playing game, and we'll see if they can make it. Um, looks like you think yeah. they do, and I, or at least have a shot at it, and I, I, I don't think they will, so we'll see. Um, I actually don't even, I, I'm not even positive they will make the plan. Yeah, yeah, I like mean, you said earlier, possible, I think yeah. the East is good this year, or at least it's very deep, and, uh, yeah. you're gonna, it's gonna take over 40 wins to get into the plan, I think. Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, our next team, the New York Knicks, uh, came in at 37-45 and 45 last year. Disappointing season after making the playoffs the year before. Offensive rating of 109.7 at 23rd in the league. A defensive rating, a decent defensive rating at 110.2. 11th in the league for a net rating of negative 0.5, 19th in the league. They obviously had Jalen Brunson, the big free agent signing, uh, four years, $110 million or something, I believe. I can't remember the exact number. And then Isaiah Hardenstein from the Clippers, which was a sneaky good signing. Um, they lost Alec Burks, Tosh Gibson, Northern Zoyle, and Kimball Walker. Um, their over and under is at 39.5, so two and a half more wins than last year. Um, you know, question I have, title odds at plus 1,600. Uh, I don't think too many people are touching that, but there's a lot of irrational Knicks fans out there, so maybe maybe some people are 
um, you know, throwing some money at it. I'm sure they are, but I'm not going to be one of those people. Um, you know, the question I had is this left-handed big three they have with Jalen Brunson, um, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett worth three hundred thirty. Uh, sorry, three hundred fifty million dollars that they committed to him, and I think the answer is hell no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely not. It's it's very similar to the Wizards, where they are pocketed on a mediocre team. This team is probably a little better than the Wizards, but I don't think it's way better. Uh, but yeah, they just paid a ton of money for a team that will be fighting for the plan. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I like some of the other pieces on this team. Like, I think Mitchell Robinson's a good role player. Um, you know, especially I think him and Hardenstein can complement each other well if they use their minutes properly. Like they have completely different games, and you can play different styles when they're out there. Um, I think Derrick Rose still has something left. I mean, he doesn't use his athleticism anymore. He just doesn't because he doesn't have it. But he's a smart player and he's still really solid. Um, Cam Reddish, you know, quickly. I mean, they got they got top and they got you know. These guys could get better, and you know I think they maybe not had a year from hell, but then things didn't go their way last year. And Julius Randle, I think, had a fluke season two years ago, but I think he also underperformed a little bit last year. And I think we'll see him come back a little bit in between. Um, so I got the over just barely. I, I don't like betting on the Knicks doing well, but I'm going to do it for some reason. What do you? What? what yeah, do you yeah. Again, I think this is a playing team. And like I said earlier, I think plan's gonna take forty team forty wins, so I am a very, very slight over. Alright. So we both got the over there. You know, I think their goal is to avoid the plan. I don't think that's really realistic, but um, you know, if they can, more power to them. But that's gonna be tough to do with this Eastern Conference, like we said. Yeah. Alright, our next team is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, finished at 43 and 39 last year. Pretty solid offense at 113.6, eighth in the league. Defensive rating came in at 22nd in the league at a 113.1. Net rating of 16th in the league. They added Mark Williams, 15th overall. Um, and they got a new coach, Steve Clifford, um, the old Magic coach who's generally been known for his defense, uh, which they could use as help with desperately after the last couple seasons. Um, they lost Montrez Harrell, and uh, Miles Bridges will not be on the team this year um, for reasons that we don't need to get into, which many people know about. Um, they're over and under, set at 36.5, plus 1,700 title odds. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's really putting too much money down on that 1,700 there, or 17,000, sorry. Um, yeah, I think you really, the question is, what do you have with LaMelo? Like, you know, you know, he's talented, you know, he's a special passer and playmaker, but as a winner and as, as something to build around, what do you have? What's his ceiling? And what else do you have in the long term here? I, I'm not I'm looking at the roster and, you know, you know Terry Rozier's a solid role. Well, I don't know that you really thinks himself as a role player, but um, he's a solid NBA player. I mean, they have some solid players, but most of them, you're not 
aren't on the same timeline as Lamella Ball. So it's like kind of got to figure that out. Yeah, I, obviously they were hoping Bridges could be a bridge for that. Um, but he, like you said, is not going to be playing this year. Hopefully he's not going to be playing ever again. But I yes. am skeptical that uh, NBA would actually kick out someone who could provide value, even despite their history. Um, yeah, I think this team is a little worse than last season. Um, losing mile bridges, I think, is obviously the reason we're seeing pretty significant drop in their over-under from last year's win total. I think I'm a little more hopeful that LaMelo Ball can help, like, just career progression is going to his third season where a lot of players tend to make a leap between the second and third season. LaMelo's already had a, uh, a pretty high standing in the league, so I think there's hope that you can see additional development from him and keep this team in that play-in area. I'm hitting the over again. This is a lot of overs for me, but don't worry, I'm going to start hammering some unders okay. coming up. Your favorite team to hate on the Cavs is coming up next. So, um, I have the under here. I don't trust that Gordon Hayward's going to stay healthy. I like Lamella Ball. I'm not sure that he's a winning player, though, and we might find that out this season. Um, so, those are my reasons. Um, I don't have much else to say on this team. Um, you know, they got some decent players, but, um, nothing. Nothing too exciting, and like we said, the East is East is deep. Uh, it'll be tough, so if they can make the play, and I think that'll be a successful season. Yeah, agreed. The Cavs, one of the surprise teams, definitely surprised you last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think I said, is there anything to be hopeful about with this team? Um, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, now they maybe have the most hope of any team in the league. <laughs> yep. Um, and they finished at 44 and 38 last year, had an offensive rating of 111, 20th in the league, defensive rating of 108.9, fifth in the league, a net rating of 2.1, 13th in the league. Um, they obviously had a Donovan Mitchell in the big trade, Robin Lopez and Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is out with a knee injury, hopes to return in December. So they'll be off his hope for a little bit, but he'll be a nice addition when they have him just to provide leadership, ball handling, just another point guard, um, smart basketball player. Um, he just makes teams better. So they lost Laurie Markinen, Colin Sexton, and the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, both solid players, but, you know, you know, if you want to get Don Mitchell, people you have to give up in that kind of trade. So, um, Vegas has their win total at 47 and a half. Uh, title odds at plus 3,300. So, those are not that high. The over under jumped 21 and a half year over year. So, it was 26 last year. That was the biggest jump we had year over year. So, um, like you said, seems like a lot of people see some hope in this team. <laughs> um, so, you know, the question I had, what is the ceiling for this team? I think the floor is pretty high. Um, this defense is going to be really good. Um, they're, they have a lot of really good players. I don't know that Donovan Mitchell is 
you know, um, a number one on a championship team. I, I don't think he is. I think he's really good, but I think there's a different level. I don't think he's there. Um, but I think, you know, the biggest question over the next couple of years is, is you know, and I, I think we'll find out this year, uh, hopefully, is Mobley a number one you can build around and, you know, hopefully he gets there in the next couple of years. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, Mitchell is a great offensive player. I think he's a bad defensive player. Uh, Garland, oh, they're just both limited by their size. Uh, and Manny and Mitchell's side, uh, also some effort level. But they have bigs who play really good defense in Allen and Mobley who can hopefully cover some of that up. 47 and a half is still a lot of wins, and I think it's about right for this team. I'm going to take a slight under. Like I said, I already have a lot of overs, and this will give us another team to disagree on. Um, I'll probably be wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to double down on the Cavs. Um yeah, I don't think they're going to win 55 games or anything, but I, I got them on the other side of 47 and a half. And, um, you know, I, I think they're built to win in the play or the regular season, the way they're made, um, the way their team is built right now. They just, they have depth, so they can afford to have an injury to one of their better players. And th- that's the thing is, I mean, I guess Donovan Mitchell, you, I guess you would say is their best player now, maybe Mobley, whatever the argument, but like they have like, four players that you could argue is their best player. And that's not necessarily a good thing if you want to win a championship because you generally want to know who your best player is. But it's a good thing if you want to be a solid team um, and a consistent team. And I think that's what we'll see out of them this year. Yeah. I mean, they'll, I'll definitely be watching that on like pass. For sure. Um, and our next team, I think we'll also spend some time Watch them on League Pass. Uh, depends on how much you like watching Trey Young's game, but I think he's an exciting player. Um, it makes the game fun and makes this Hawks team a lot of fun. So you know, they finished a little disappointing last year after coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals the year before, um, 43 and 39. They have second best offense in the league, you know, behind the you know the Trey Young engine at 115.4. Defensive rating 26th in the league, 113.7 for a net rating of 1.7 at 14th of the league. You know, they obviously added DeJounte Murray in the big trade. They added two of the Holiday brothers, Aaron and Justin. Not the one you really want, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're both solid players. You'll take them. Uh, I'm just messing with them. But Frank Kaminsky and A.J. Griffin, they took 16th overall to Duke, who... You know, um, he's a solid player and he's a good shooter and could contribute this year. Um, and I think he could be a good player down the road. They lost Gordy Jane, Dang, Galinari, Mo Harkless, Kevin Herter, and DeLon Wright. Um, you know, Vegas is a little more optimistic than last season. They got him at 45 and a half, uh, plus 5,000 title odds. Um, you know, the question I do they have enough D to contend early in the playoffs? You know, and then I thought 
you know, a lot of people wonder if you can win with Trey Young and, um, you know, I, I think you can in the right situation, but uh, I don't know that they have the right situation around them right now. Yeah, I am just have always been and probably will always be a huge Trey Young hater. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can absolutely recognize his offensive value, but there's a reason their defense is was terrible last year. And you hope that DeJounte Murray can help with that this year. But I think you really need to hope that, like, Onyeko Okonwu steps up and becomes, like, a huge defensive force on this team or something like that. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing not who is on really going to... Yeah. Yeah, like, who's really going to carry this team from a defensive perspective? I don't think there's really any one person you can hope that, like, Shante Murray, DeAndre Hunter, or Nyeko Kongwu can help with that, but I'm not really seeing it right now. So am I hearing an under for you? Yeah, I, again, think 45-46 is about where it should be, but I'm going to take the under as a... Card-carrying Trey Young hater. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Um, I like Trey Young, and thought they gave way too much to get Dejounte Murray, but they didn't give yeah, up. I, they didn't give up much to win now to give up get Murray, and I think he is a good player. Um. And I think it could work really well together with Trey Young. Like, it's, in theory, like, if Trey Young's willing to do some of the stuff that Steph Curry did, like, people try to compare them sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people have learned not to do that because you can't compare Steph Curry to anyone, really. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't do shit without the ball. He's, like, not quite like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, but, like, Steph Curry just runs you around everywhere ragged and you just you have no idea where he's going he's never stopping and he just gets wide open like and you have like four people chasing him he still gets open like everyone on the court knows exactly where he is the whole time and he still gets open so like you know Trey Young can take some of the lessons out of his playbook which I don't think he will which I don't know why I'm betting the over but I guess I guess I just like to gamble (laughs) I don't know um but uh yeah like that's kind of my logic behind it, but I I don't know this this it'll be a fun team. Uh, that's that's the way I look at it, and I think they'll be a six seed. I don't know, so probably not have forty six wins, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be fun. I think their upper limit is capped right now, and I don't see a lot of ways for this team to improve. But. Yeah, I'm not, be fun to watch. not hitting those plus 5,000 title odds. I don't, I don't see that ceiling in them this year. So, uh, my next team has that ceiling in them, I think, if they ever got their shit together, which is a big if, because since this team has been formed, that's all we've seen is shit come from. I mean, not shit, but like drama, um, just yeah. filled, you know, with very little wins to speak of on playoff success compared to what we expected. So that's the Brooklyn Nets, in case you didn't know who we were talking about. Uh, they finished 44-38 and 38 last season, 7th in the East. We're 113.2 offensive rating, a 10th in the league. 
Uh, finished 19th in the league with a defensive rating of 112.3 for a net rating of 0.9, 15th in the league. They added TJ Warren, um, Royce O'Neal, Marquise Morris, and Chris Chioza. They lost Andre Drummond, uh, Bruce Brown, and Gordon Dragic. Their over-under is at 56.5, which seems ridiculously high to me. So I'm going to spoil it. I'm going yeah. under because... They also have yeah, the third I, highest title odds at plus 700. And for the question that I had about the team, I just wrote, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see it either. Uh, you can put me in as a hard under also for this team. Uh, I mean, Kevin Durant's amazing. Yeah, yes. Fair. He is going to be injured at some point this season. He's not going <laughs> to play every game. Um Kyrie Irving, you cannot count on at all. Ben Simmons, can't count on at all. Uh, I think a lot of this, like, 56 and a half games is, give me the best version of those three players, and they're playing 90% of the games or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a good which point. Which I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think in a perfect world, those three guys on the team is, like, actually really special could be yeah could make a lot of sense together and then you add in like two of like the five best shooters in history of the nba by like percentage and joe harris and seth curry not to mention patty mills surrounding them like you know you could have something like really special on offense um um yeah and then you know you don't you they're not going to have a great defense no matter what, but, you know, they could put together a decent defense and, you know, and they could achieve that and maybe win a champion. I mean, that's their goal, right? But, like, I mean, who the I, – I think I think part of the goal is to, like, what Kevin Durant's got one year left, like, get out of the season with a chance that you feel like you have actually have a chance to re-sign Kevin Durant. Like, if that's even what you want with all the shit that he's done, but, like, as a basketball player – I guess point of, part of it is to like years after this. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, he resigned. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna. How did I, I mean, he's yeah, gotta yeah. prove to him that like stop making trade demands. Yeah, I, I mean, what they're trying to get. Yeah. Mostly just like right the ship in terms of like it's not a, just a drama filled like mystery right. that was going into next season that is this year. You want to just like you know we got. We got one of the best players in the world, and Kevin Durant, one of the best players of all time. And then who the fuck knows what else you got after that? <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. that's a good place to start. So yeah, I uh, I just called him the Brooklyn on papers for this season. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about him. Um, next team is the Bulls. They finished at 46 and 36, had an offensive rating of 112.7, 13th in the league, a defensive rating at 23rd in the league, 113.2, finishing 20th in the league, a net rating of negative 0.5. They added Andre, Dumb- Andre Drummond and Gordon Dragic and da- Dalen Terry, 18th overall, 6-7 guard out of Arizona. Um, some bad news we heard over the last week is... 
you know, Lonzo Ball still can't run or jump and had a second arthroscopic surgery on his knee Wednesday. I don't know how long he's going to be out for from what I've heard. They might have updated that recently, but I didn't see anything last week. Um, that's concerning. Um, you know, Vegas isn't very high on this team. They got their win total at 42 and a half, so lower than last year, which they got off to that great start last year and then faded out as they kind of struggled with injuries and, and just kind of came back to reality, I think, a little bit too. Um, their title odds are plus 5,000. Um, you know, a question I had kind of, what well, we were just getting at, will we ever get to see the core four of Ball, um, DeRozan, Vucevic, and who's the other one I'm thinking of? Levine. Oh, yeah, and Zach Levine. Um, how good they can be, and can they be relevant in the East? And I think their goal is to, you know, finish top six in the East and win a playoff series. I think that's a successful season. Um, I don't know if that's a place a big market like Chicago necessarily wants to be, but I think that's where they are. Yeah, I... Um pretty skeptical that's going to happen. Um, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm very worried about Ball's status right now. And last year overall, we have their, like you said, their net rating was negative. Um, that's more indicative of a sub-500 team. And without Ball, they were even worse than their overall net rating. So um, I'm pretty skeptical of the Bulls primarily because I have no idea if Bull's going to play at all this year. Um, I'm going to take the under here. And I will hope that he comes back as the same player because uh, I think this team can be really fun with him. But uh, it, that injury sounds really scary. Yeah, I can see your concerns. I'm going to go over just slightly. Um, you know, I guess I have the optimistic look on his injury, and hopefully it's not too bad. But um, you know, who knows? It's you don't like stuff that lingers that long, so um, we'll see. Um, I don't think they're competing for a title this year either way. So, um, but you know, top six very realistic if they stay healthy. But well, that's a big if. Yeah. Um, our next team, I think their goal. It's a little bit higher than the last team. Um, the Toronto Raptors um, were a surprise team last year. Most team, most people thought they were going to blow it up and tank. They finished at 48-34. and 34. Um, They had an offensive rating of 112.1, a 15th in the league. Defensive rating 109.9, 9th in the league. A net rating of 2.2, 12th in the league. Um, they added um, Bo Cruz over the offseason. I don't know if you heard, but we signed him. Straight off the hustle. Um, no, they had one. Hunch, what's his name? <laughs> I'm just going to call him Bo Cruz. Wancho. There it is, yeah. Um, not nearly as good in the NBA as he seems in that movie, but um, he was really good in that movie as an actor and stuff, too. Um, add Otto Porter Jr. and Josh Jackson, if you consider the Otto Porter Jr. could you know, help this team. Josh Jackson, I don't think he's going to play much, but. Um, so pretty much they're running it back um, with this team, um, which, you know, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I don't, you know, they got 
the promising young star and Scotty Barnes. I think you, you you don't know what his ceilings yet. I think that's what you want to find out this year or sooner rather than later. They have a lot of they're similar to um, who were we talking about earlier that had like the Cavs. They have a lot of good players, but no star. So like like I think they'll have a good regular season. So I'm going to take the over on this. Um, yeah. They went over last yeah. year. Um, they had some injuries trouble too last year. They weren't necessarily healthy. Uh, they weren't unhealthy either. Um, so you're going over as well. Yeah, I'm going to go over also. Uh, obviously, they're hoping Scotty Barnes is going to be that star. Uh, but besides that, I think you're right that there's a lot of like solid to good players on this team without anyone with real superstar potential. That being said, you know, their over-under is under last year's win total. This team is basically the same, except they added Otto Porter, who played, I think everyone can agree, played quite well for uh, Golden State last year. So I think you have an improved team slightly. Um, some of that's going to come from internal development. Only one of their players that young, you might expect uh, some decline just due to age. So I think his team is better slightly. And we've got a two and a half game cushion off of last year's based on this over under. So I'm taking the over uh, the over as well. Um, yeah, maybe Wancho can be valuable. He was, I think, like Euro League MVP or something like that. Spain won with him as like their best player. So maybe he can translate that to the NBA finally. We'll see. Um, I'll be watching. I think you know. I think they're. Not the sexiest team, but they're one of the, the best coached and uh, smartest teams that we have in the league. And, uh, yeah. They use that to their advantage. So, um, next team, the 76ers, uh, finished at 49 and 23, fourth in the East last year, had an offensive rating of 112.5, 13th in the league, finished second in the league with a defensive rating at 107, with a net rating of 5.5, fifth in the league. They had Drummond and Gorgie Dang over the offseason. Or didn't they have Dang, Dang last year? Or they add him? I don't know. I cannot remember. I don't know. I, this is what I found online, so we're going to go with it. They lost George Hill, Dwight Howard, and I don't know if you consider Ben Simmons a loss, but he's no longer affiliated with the organization. It might, <laughs> oh, I guess maybe that's an addition. I don't know how you want to look at it, but um, yeah. he's no longer there. Their over and under is 50 and a half. Title odds are plus 1,600. Um, you know, I think I think I like the over here. Um, Joel Embiid has played at the MVP level the last two seasons. Maybe he gets his first MVP this year. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I'm going to hate myself probably in a couple months. I'm, you know, buying into James Harden hype right now. That he's ready to play and in shape been committed to winning and all the stuff that he hasn't done most of his career, no matter how good he's been. Um, yeah. But I think part of the reason I got the over, you know, obviously bank role, uh, I'm banking on those two carrying the team. Um, but I love Tyrese Maxey. I, I think, uh, I think he's pretty special. Um, He's one of the fastest 
people in the league with the ball in his hands, uh, if not the fastest. Um, and he's also one of the best shooters in the league. I think he was fourth in the league in three-point percentage last year. Um, and he's only going to get better. Um, and, you know, they added – oh, they added P.J. Tucker too, right? Yeah, they added P.J. Tucker, D.F.P. Melton. Um, yeah, I must have – Daniel House. I did not update this from last year. That's what I did. They did not add any of these people. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I knew I'd fuck something up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think their additions are definitely going to help the team. Like, none of them are insane additions, but I think they're all, like, positive value NBA players on top of the team that was very good already last year. So, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I believe in the hype, and even beyond the hype, I think JoJo is gonna be trying to get his MVP this season for sure uh, after he probably feels slighted last season so I think this is an over not like super hard over but pretty solid over yeah I feel pretty confident as well so we'll see if we're right the fact that we both feel confident means there's probably like a 10 to 15 percent chance it happens so sucks for sucks to be one of those two teams Milwaukee Bucks came in third. I think they finished tied for second, but a tiebreaker bumped them third last year. 51-31. They were they had offensive rating 114.3 for third in the league. Defensive rating 111.1, 14th in the league. Their net rating of 3.2, which finished eighth in the league. So they're pretty much running this back, um, which isn't a bad strategy when you have the best player in the world um, in Giannis. Um, obviously, and, uh, you know, two other very, very good players around them in a solid core. Um, they added Joe Ingles, who is, uh, still coming back from an ACL, um, is due back around the all-star break. So, you know, if he can provide any playmaking and shooting that he, he has still, he's, you know, he's getting older and coming off his ACL, you can't guarantee any of that production, but, um, he could definitely be a useful guy coming off the bench and helping that second unit, um, which struggled at times in the close season last year. Um, they're over and unders at 52 and a half. Uh, title odds at plus 650, the second highest. Um, the question I had um, that stuck out to me is, can this defense get back to being elite? Um, they weren't last year. They finished 14th in the league. Brooke Lopez missed significant time, so that probably had something to do with it but you know they got arguably the two best defenders in the league Mignanis and Drew Holiday <laughs> and, and so based off that I think the defense is going to be better and I don't like to bet against Giannis so I'm just going to go over um, what about you yeah I so I think Ingles is a playoffs that yeah. he tore his ACL in the playoffs, right? Uh, I think it right before the playoffs, but yeah, right like, yeah. you're not so gonna, he's, you, yeah. don't worry, but like, I wouldn't factor in for the over and under. Right. I'm yeah, not, exactly. I shouldn't be giving you any tips, so I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that's what my thought process also. So we're basically just looking at the same team from last year. 
I think, like you said, part of the reason their defense slipped was Lopez not being able to play a lot of their games. He's also 34, getting up there in age, so there's going to be some slippage even when he does play. Uh, I think 52.5 is close to where I expect them to be. I think I'd be even more around 50 wins, so I'm going to take a slight under here. Oh, wow. And then you're um, betting against Giannis. Wow. You don't remember this day. <laughs> I mean, I, I still view them as a yeah, like upper title tier championship contender. Yeah, um, yeah, and they are. I think the safest bet to win a title next year. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with that. <laughs> but they're in that like three to four. Yeah, team. fair enough. I, I don't think you can make an argument otherwise. Um, yeah. Which brings us to a team that you know, I think everyone still has in this category, but um, it's the Boston Celtics who made the finals last year after a great second half and uh, playoff run. They went fifty-one and thirty-one. They finished top 10 in offense and defensive rating and ninth in offensive rating at 113.6. First in defensive rating at 106.2. That number was even better the last half of the year. Like, ridiculously better, actually. Um, like, unsustainably good. But um, they finished second in net rating at 7.4. They added um, Malcolm Brogdon. They also added... Gallinari, they also lost Gallinari to the ACL before he could ever play. Yeah, um, that sucks. As you might have heard, they had some controversy with their coach that still no one knows anything about. Um, it sounds like there's a lot more to it than just a, maybe not a lot more, but more to it than just a uh, consensual relationship. But we won't dive into that here. Um, but the new coach taking over in the meantime is Joe Missoula, the old point guard out of West Virginia. Um, 34 years old, um, you know, he's been with the Celtics for three years, no head coaching experience or other NBA experience other than his last three years NBA assistant. So, you know, we'll see what he has to offer. They obviously think pretty highly of him. They made that move pretty quickly and didn't seem to have much controversy. So they lost Aaron Neesmith and Daniel Tice, um, in the off season, um, Vegas, you know, likes them to be a little better, which I think everyone did before the Sudoku drama at 53 and a half. Um, I think he is a very good coach. Um, so I think it will have some impact, but I also think it's maybe the best roster in the league. Um, and their title odds reflect that at plus 550 being the best. Um, so what do you think? What is your outlook after all this drama they've gone through? Yeah, I before the EMA uh, situation, before Williams hurting his knee, I think this would be a pretty hard. Oh over, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, uh, over under at fifty three and a half. Uh, if we missed that earlier. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned that. I meant the Williams knee. I think we're still talking about a team where the two best players are in their mid-20s, not even like late mid-20s. They're like 25 years old. Yeah. And we can still expect uh, growth in terms of what they can what they can do. 
Uh, they added Brogdon, who is solid and is hopefully going to you know, play a vast majority of the games, even if we haven't seen that from him a lot. Um, I think this is a slight over. Uh, I, I think the number right now is pretty close to what it should be, uh, just due to some of the uncertainty that we've seen. But even with Gallinari out, with Williams out, for what we'd expect, like the first month and a half, two months of the season, yeah. yeah, I think you still have a really solid, like full rotation, even without. Robert Williams, and once he comes back, I think it'll just improve the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have the over as well. Um, I think e is a good coach, and it is, you know, somewhat significant to lose him, but I also think, um, you know, his team is, is very well crafted, um, built to win in the NBA now, and um, I think they'll use this as like a chip on our shoulder to get, just give him a little more motivation which um, you know you don't really need after you've come that close the year before but um, they, I think they'll use it to their advantage won't be a big deal um, the last team in the East the Miami Heat finished at 53-29 and 29 last year finishing first had offensive rating of 113 12th in the league defensive rating of 106.8 4th in the league and net rating of sixteen point or six point two, uh, sixth in the league. They drafted Nikola Jovic or however you pronounce just the most confusing person in the world, twenty seventh overall. <laughs> and they lost Marquise Morris and PJ Tucker. Vegas has their over under at forty eight and a half, um, plus eighteen hundred title odds. My question is, are they still top tier in the East? Yeah, I would put them a tier below. Uh, you're just you're relying on some old dudes with Kyle Lauer at like 36, Jimmy 33. I mean, I still think Jimmy will be a very very good player. I think we started to see some regression from Lowry last season. Uh, I, I would definitely put them in a lower tier in the East and Five and a half or four and a half um, games lower, though? What was that? Four and a half games lower, though? Uh, yeah. I'm going under. Right. I, I think they're mid-40s for their wins. I was on the fence, so I'm going to go over. I hear your argument. It's a good argument. I don't think they're top tier in the East. I think they could still not be top tier and get to 48 and a half wins. Um, you know, I, I love Spo. He's a great coach. That's another reason they just win. win. And who knows what kind of move they can make as well. Um, you can never put it past them. So um, I'm going to go over. Um, I, I don't like betting against this franchise. So um, I'll let you do that. <laughs> I know that's fair. Uh, they consistently go over what everyone thinks they should be. So yeah, I mean, last year I can't remember what it was. It was like forty-five or forty-six or something, or fifty-three. So, um, all right. So that wraps up the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, Omar goes down. Keep tally of them. 
I can already taste my dinner. Just got to figure out the restroom. I got to have plenty of time to figure that out, but yeah, I'll be on my mind constantly though. So, um, good. you got the Houston Rockets. Um, I think had the worst record in the league last year, twenty and sixty-two. Finished twenty-six in offensive rating at one hundred eight point one. Uh, 30th in defensive rating at 116.4 and second to last in defense or net rating at negative 8.3. They had a good draft, I think, by most people's standards. Jabari Smith fell to them at three, um, which I don't think many people expected before the draft. Um, so they're surprised to get him. They got Tar Eason out of LSU, who a lot of people like. Um, Ty Ty Washington Jr. out of Kentucky, I believe. Um, exciting. Potential rookie as well, Trey Burke, um, the man himself, Boban, and Sterling Brown. They lost Christian Wood to trade to the Mavs, um, and uh, their over under twenty three and a half is the second lowest. Um, you know their title odds are you know in the light your money on fire category, um, so. You know, they're actively trying to get Victor um, next year. Um, but, you know, I think one question you have is, is Jalen Green and Jabari Smith worth building around? And, you know, hopefully you can get started to get some of those answers this year. Yeah, I I don't think this is a good team. It kind of seems like a team that's going to try, even if, you know, they're not going to try very hard to win games. But I think the players themselves will be motivated to try to win and show something. Um, Twenty-three and a half is just a really low number. It um, is. I'm gonna take the over. All right. Well, they suck, so I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> no other reason. They have two players making over ten million dollars, and they just traded for one of them the other day. That is that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. That's where the salaries are, but um, it's also incredible in terms of NBA standards right now. So we won't spend any more time on them. I, I mean, I think Jalen Green's an exciting player. Um, we'll see how much of a winning player he is. And I think Jabari Smith can, uh, I think he could be something pretty good, but I think he's got a couple years till he gets there. And, uh, you know, Sagoon, a lot of people like him. Hopefully, you know, he can be a useful player and they get something out of him. So there's some promise there. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is a team that you want to see the players you think can be good one year play well, but don't expect to see wins. Exactly. Yeah. While they figure that out. So um, our next team falls right into that category as well as the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, owner of just about every draft pick that the Jazz don't have now. The next 10 years in the NBA draft. Um, and they're actively, you know, trying to get Victor now that their top pick, the number two lower pick, Jet Holmgren's out for the season. Um, this team finished 24 and 58 last season. Um, we're dead last in offensive rating at 103.8. <laughs> um, defensive rating was 111.7, 17th, so maybe you can build off that. Um, you know, net rating at negative seven point nine, twenty seventh in the league. Like I said, they drafted Chet, but he will be out for the season. They also drafted Osman Jang, 
um, a 6'10 raw wing out of France that a lot of people were excited about around the draft. I, I don't know too much about. Um, they drafted two guys by the name of Jalen Williams. Um, how fucking crazy is that? Um, they spell their names differently, though, so not making it completely impossible on us. Um, you know, one of them I think a lot of people are pretty excited about that went 12th overall. Um, player out of Santa Clara. Um, very versatile player with few holes in his game. Um, someone you'd really want on a championship team, potentially, I think. Um, would be like, you know, um, but, you know, maybe a player you build with down the road. You know, I think he's kind of like an NBA-ready guy right now. Um, they also added uh, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas, a 6'10 glue guy who, you know, they hope can, you know, help build a winning culture there. Um, they lost to Michael Jean. Um, their over-and-under is 23-and-a-half. You know, their title odds are, you know, slim and none. And, uh, you know, the question I have is their best player, SGA, who they signed a long-term contract, how long is he going to be happy <laughs> pushing yeah. this back a year? Uh, it makes sense to do it this year, uh, unfortunately. Um, I thought before Chet got hurt, this team could have been pretty exciting and gotten pretty close to 40 wins, maybe. I don't think, I mean, maybe not 40, 35. But um, now, you know, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be a good team this year either. And they are definitely motivated not to be with the Victor sweepstakes coming up. That being said, like, they only won 24 games last year. I think got the second overall pick. 23 and a half, second game in a row. I'm going to say this, but it's, it's not very many wins. Like, it's hard to win more than that. So you're going, uh, going over? Yeah, I'm yeah. going over as well. Um, like I said, it's not very many wins. I really like Josh Giddy's game. I think he's going to um, be pretty special this year. Um, I think they got something in him. Um, I'm excited to see what happens when Chet comes back. I think that's how you got to look at it, and hopefully you fucking land Victor, and this this thing could have really worked out for them because they still have so many fucking more picks that who knows what you could do with those once you are ready to win. So, still plenty to look forward to there. Um, the process is still going, and it's going well so far, I would say. Yep. I mean, there's been some bumps in the road, but it could end up working out in the long run, actually. So, um, Our next team is the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they had a pretty sad season last year. They missed a lot of the season. Um, CJ McCollum was traded. They finished 27 and 55. Um, had an offensive rating 107.3, 27th in the league. Defensive rating 116.3, second to last, and finished dead last in negative, or net rating of negative nine. They had a Gary Payton second, a pretty, a really solid role player. Jeremy Grant um, ran a trade from the Pistons and took Shaden Sharp seventh overall. Um, they lost Eric Bledsoe, Joey Ingles, and Cody Zeller from last year's team, so not too much. Um, and their over-unders at 395 uh, plus 16,000 title odds. You know, the question is, how far can Dame take this team by himself, you know, at this point in his career, right? 
Yeah, I, I do like the additions that they made. I think they're quality NBA players. Gary Payton is like one of those players where it's advanced stats, darling. Um, so this team is definitely going to be better than one last year. 39 and a half is a big number, though. And like you said, Dane's a great player, has had a really good career, but he's also pretty small player and small guards for the most part don't age well except for like thick booty chris paul and kyle lowry and that's definitely not the uh physique that dame has so i'm I'm gonna take the under here mainly based on some healthy skepticism that uh dame can continue to carry a team like he has when he was younger. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think 39 halves too much. I'm going under. Um, I don't think Dame is at the level he was a few years ago um, where he could carry a team like this to the playoffs. I don't think he's that good anymore. Um, not to say that he's not a great player. Um, I think you want to find out, well, it's too late. You already paid him for he signed him, so hopefully you knew what you got into. Um, paying him a lot of money. Um, over the next four years, but he is a pretty special talent, and I think averaged like twenty two or twenty three when Dame went out last year. So maybe you have something in him um, to build off as well. So we'll see. Um, I'm not too excited or high on this team, but Dame is always fun to watch, and you know, just got a couple more years of his prime left. So you know, gotta cherish those. Um. Next team, the Kings, finished at 30-52 and 52 last year. Had an offensive rating of 109.6, 24th in the league, 27th in the league in defensive rating at 114.8, or net rating at negative 5.2, 25th in the league. They added Malik Monk, uh, Kevin Herter. They drafted Keegan Murray fourth overall, who ended up being uh, summer league MVP. They have a new coach in Mike Brown. They lost Dante DiVincenzo, Mo Harkless, and Justin Holiday. Their over and under is at 33 and a half. Title odds are, you know, pretty much like your money on fire. Um, they haven't made the playoffs in, what, 20 years, so the odds of them winning the fucking championship aren't good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think the goal for this team is to make the play-in and break that streak. Um, I think that's an ambitious goal, um, but the West isn't that good at the bottom this year, I don't think. Um, they, they could sneak in to be a 9 or 10 seed and maybe, you know, you know anything can happen in two games. So, yeah, I think that's the goal for this team. You know, I, I think can Fox keep improving is a question you have. He's, he played great in the last season. And then how good is Keegan Murray that he showed? Um, some glimpses that he could be a pretty special player. I think his ceiling is really high. He's a really smart player. Or sorry, his floor is really high. Uh, I'm just not sure how high his ceiling is, and hopefully we can find that out. Um, what do you What are your thoughts on this team? Thirty three and a half. Does that sound about right to you? Uh, I think thirty three and a half is low. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid over. Um, I liked what I saw from Sabonis after he came over. Uh, this is a team that's going all in to make the playoffs. Like you said, they, they want to end this uh, record-long drought. 
that they have going on right now. Players they added, Monk, Carter, Murray, these are good NBA players, um, at least based on what we saw last season and, and Summer League. Again, take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I, I think this can be like a decent team. Um, I don't have, like, they might as well put the title odds at 50,000 because they're not going to win a title. There's no chance in hell. But uh, I think they will rack up regular season wins, and I see it more as like a 36 or 7, 37 win team. Yeah, I, I've, I'm right there with you. I think that's a little low, and Fox and Sabonis, I think, you know, are solid players and can get you some wins. And Kevin Herter is a good guy. That's a good trade I think they made for that. And, you know, I, I think Keegan Murray is going to be solid. He's ready to play in the NBA now, so he'll help contribute to winning. I, I think they're pretty solid over. I don't think they quite make the playing, but I think they flirt with it, so we'll see. Um, the next team, which um, I definitely have the wrong record in here for um, from last year. Whatever the record was, it was very disappointing. <laughs> this is the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers we're talking about. Um, but they, um, yeah, this is all wrong. Um, you know, they changed up the team quite a bit, um, trying to find some new role players. Um, they were unable to trade Russell Westbrook. Um, so they're stuck with him, it looks like, for the season, and going to have to make do with him and try to, uh, you know, try to turn him into a useful player for this team. Um, they picked up Thomas Bryant, Thomas Brown Jr., Dennis Schroeder, Juan Scott Anderson, Lonnie Walker, and Pat Bev. So, like you see, like they're just taking shots in the dark at all these veterans um, and hoping yeah. they stick. And that's not what they need to change this team around. They need fucking not... Russell Westbrook contract on their books, but that's what they have, and they fucking should not have traded for him last year. That was one of the worst trades ever. Yeah, as a Wizards fan, I appreciate that trade coming through, but um, as a LeBron stan, it makes me sad to see him on this team right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Good stuff. But, like you said, the people they added are just like, pick a name out of a hat <laughs> exactly uh, when I'm looking at this list I, Dennis Schroeder Pat Bev they can be rotation players theoretically I don't think any of the rest of them are going to provide any value this season yeah I mean their um, runners at 45 and a half so I think that's not a bad number to be honest but their range of outcomes pretty high so I, I don't really know what to do what yeah. are you thinking yeah I think that number has to be factoring in some, like, monster trade where they get off Russ's contract and send both of the picks that they can send. And maybe this is where they trade with, like, the Pacers and get Miles Turner and... Um, Buddy Heald. Blanking right now. Buddy Heald or something like that. And that could be a good team. Um, I'm going under. I... I... Love Flash LeBron... I think he's maybe the best player ever. Oh. Uh, but I uh, I really hate this team. <laughs> I'm right there with you. So I'm just going to hate myself as well and go over. 
Um, mostly betting on LeBron. I'm betting on AD being better than he was last year. Um, I'm not betting on Russell Westbrook figuring it out. I'm just that I'm not. Yeah. That's not part of my bet. I'm just. I think if AD. Yeah, you gotta can, write that off. But this, these role players are god off. <laughs> like. I want any of them. I, I don't not want any of them on my team, but like Jesus, like, like I said, they're just taking shots in the dark. So uh, I think that is where they'll stay this year. We won't. I mean, we'll t- be talking about them plenty, but not not about winning the championship yeah. this year. Um, but I think they can make the playoffs um, just because they have LeBron and AD. That could be all you need. Yeah, Jay Huff from UVA. Watch out. Oh boy. Um, yeah, so the next team, um, the Spurs um, have the lowest win total over under at 22.5. Uh, I think for good reason. They traded uh, Jonte Murray. They were 34 and 48 last year. Um, you know, and are now actively in the Victor sweepstakes. Uh, with Greg Popovich potentially coaching his last team. Um, it's kind of sad to see him go out this way, but, um, you know, that's how it is. Um, they really didn't have too many... Um, key losses other than DeJounte Murray, I don't think. I fucked, yeah. I fucked this up on the thing. I'm trying to do this by memory here right now. Um, but I did, you know, have a couple picks in the first round this year. Or three picks, actually. Um, and, you know, they took Jeremy Shohan, Sohan out of Baylor, ninth overall. Malachi Branham, uh, 20th overall. Combo guard out of Ohio State. Blake Wesley. Uh, 25th overall scoring guard out of Notre Dame. Um, all could be useful players in the NBA. None of them, I think, have huge upside. Sohan obviously has the highest, being ninth overall. Um, I don't think any of them are going to, you know, turn this around this year. Um, over and under the 22 and a half. I live in Austin. They're playing two games in Austin this year at the new Texas basketball arena. And I love basketball, and I don't know that I'm going to go to the games because they're going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of watch here besides, like, hoping to see some development of Sochan, which I think draft people seem to be happy with that pick. So um, maybe I'll get something out of that. But like you said, I don't think you'd expect a lot of production this year out of this team. Uh, I know I've said that 23 and a half is a very small <laughs> number. Um, I think I'm going to go under on this. All right. I'm going to go over just because they have pop. That's the only reason. Yeah. Like, is wondering if he's going to... Just mail it in. Like, mail it in. He says he's only showing up for the paycheck now, so I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a joke, but he was like, you know, what keeps you coming to work every day? He's like, my paycheck. And he's got the fast I mean, paycheck. He, he gets $11 million a year. I mean, he's worth it. But, that's a big uh, one. Yeah, he's the highest paid coach in the league. So, I uh, mean, if, if 
I were transitioning this team, and I wanted to put this team in the best possible uh, position. I would be trying to lose as many games as possible. So maybe that can be Pop's gift to whoever takes over after. Yeah, maybe they end up with Victor. You know, it's like they get their Tim Duncan. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, cool story. You know. San Antonio's got good basketball fans. They don't have anything else, so, you know, keep them happy. But um, next team, the Clippers, 42-40 and 40 last year. Uh, injury-riddled season without Kawhi. Um, still, you know, with one of the best coaches in the league in Ty Lue and a pretty solid roster outside of, um, you know, Kawhi. They still were able to make the play-in. I, don't, I think they ended up missing the actual playoffs. Um, they added John Wall, um, which uh, I don't know if you guys read his Players' Tribune piece they did recently, but that was actually really good, and uh, I had no idea he'd been going through that stuff. Um, so um, I've always been a fan, but rooting for him even more. Um, maybe he still has something left in the tank at 32 years old. Um, we'll see. I, you know, So much of his game is based off of Seth athleticism. It always has been. Um, so if that starts to decline, you know, how how useful a player, how does he adapt? I mean, he is a smart player. He's a good passer. He understands the game. But he's not a great shooter. Um, so, you know, what what can he give them? Um, anything, I, I think it's kind of a, a win-win for them if they get something out of him. You know, great. If they don't, they didn't spend much money on getting him. So, um and they lost Hardenstein to the Knicks, which you mentioned, um, which, you know, he, he's a good role player. He's a winner. Um, you'll miss him a little bit. Um, you know, the big question is, can they stay healthy? And, you know, is Kawhi still a top-five guy? Um, you know, we've seen it in the playoffs year over year when he's been healthy, that he's been that good. Um, and I, I'm, I'm betting that they can, uh, or he can be that guy. Um, the over-under is at 52 and a half. Title odds were third best at plus 700. Um, this is my, I'll spoil it now, this is my finals pick here, the champion, uh, the Clippers. So I'm going to go over 52.5, um, which is kind of scary to do because they have to stay healthy to do that most likely. And I don't know that they can, but um, I'm going all in on the Clippers this year, so. That's my yeah, point. I I don't think it's a bad bet to have them as the title contender or even title champion. I think their regular season upside is capped because they are going to want to be preser- preserving their team for the title. Like, they're not going to care about regular season wins, in my opinion. I think they'll go for like a top four seed, and that's that'll probably be good enough for them. So I'm going to take the under. I do like them as a title pick. Uh, I, I think in the West, it's definitely between them and the Warriors. Um, I think I'd still have the Warriors here, but I, I, I can't um, say anything bad about this as being your overall title winner. Yeah, I think they have a better chance to win the title than they do to win 53. Well, maybe not. Definitely not that, but I think it's a better bet. How about that? Yeah, uh, that's not bad. And uh, then on John Wall, i like huge fan of his, from his Wizards days, and I still root for him. 
so I will hope that he can provide some addition to this team, but obviously the primary contributing factor to this win total is going to be Kawhi playing this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. If they stay healthy, they're going to be great. Uh, I don't think there's any denying that. And uh, we'll see if they do, and hopefully they do, so we can uh, see the best basketball um, in April, May, and June when the playoffs roll around. Um, you know, something we get robbed of a lot of times just because of injuries, and uh, we hope we don't have any more this year. Um, the Pelicans finished 36 and 46 last year, had offensive rating at 111.2, 19 in the league, defensive rating at 112. 18th in the league, a net rating of negative 0.8, 21st in the league. They added Dyson Daniels, 8th overall. Um, they're supposed to get Zion back, hopefully, at the start of the season after his foot injury that we didn't think was going to cost them all of last season, but it did. Um, this is one of the most exciting teams after they traded for CJ McCollum last year. Um, you know, Vegas has their over under 44.5, so that's a 8.5 point jump from their win total last year so you know they're pretty excited about him well zion is looking very svelte uh, when he showed up to media day uh, which is a good sign for pelicans fans and really nba fans in the league because he's special there's no other way to put it um and as fun a player as there is in the league so having him back will just be good all around um they got the over-under at 44.5, I didn't mention, uh, plus 5,000 title odds, which, you know, it's kind of enticing. Might be throwing away your money, but, you know, it'd be a fun bet at least. Um, you know, I think the goal is a top six seed. I think that's a little optimistic, but realistic possible, um, I would say. And just a fun playoff run to the second round, I think, would be an awesome season for this team. Um, I, anything else would be awesome, obviously, but I think that's possible yeah. and they could do it. Yeah, I think the biggest story is Zion hopefully playing a even a majority of the games. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, if we can get like 50, if we get 60 with games, that'd be amazing, I think, out of him. Um, but one other part is... Uh, I do think CJ and Larry Nance really helped this team when they came over uh, after the All-Star break last season. And getting a full year of them is going to help a lot as well. Their net rating was a little better than a 36-win team. And I think having those three players for a full or hopefully mostly full season is really going to drive up their win total. So even with a pretty aggressive eight and a half wins over last year's record. I'm going to take the over as well. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. I think it's a slight over, but I think that's where they finish right there, right around the six seed line. Um, probably. Um, and just, there'll be a league pass team for sure. Um, so it'll be a fun season. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to our next team is also another league pass team. Um, made possibly the biggest trade in the offseason, getting Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz. That is the Minnesota Timberwolves, who finished 46-36 and 36 last year. Had an offensive rating of 113.8, 7th in the league. Defensive rating of 111, 13th in the league. A net rating of 2.8, 10th in the league. 
They added Rudy Gobert in the trade, Kyle Anderson, Brandon Forbes, Eric Paschal, Austin Rivers, and a draft of Wendell Moore Jr., 26 overall of Duke, who could potentially come in and contribute um, you know, early on in his career. Um, he's a solid role player. Um, they lost Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, and Jared Vanderbilt as well. Um, the over-under for this team, which a lot of people are excited for, is 48 and a half. Title odds are plus 3,300. Um, you know, I think the question really is, you know, how much can Gobert improve this defense? And, you know, can Anthony Edwards make another leap and, you know, take it to the next level? Um, I think is really the questions on how many team, how many games this team win, what the answer to those questions are determined, right? Yeah, I, I think... Gobert is a regular season wins juggernaut. Um, I also think this can be a fun team that with uh, Ann Edwards really starting to take the leap. Uh, I believe in this team for sure from a regular season perspective. I think it would be great if they can get a top four seed and then get at least one round win in the playoffs. I think their overall upside is lower than we've talked about already, the like Clippers Warriors, but I view them as just one tier below that. So I'm gonna take the over at like fifty ish wins for them. I'm big the over. It's a fun bet, it's a fun team. They should get better. They were at forty six last year. I think the goal for them is home court advantage and a long playoff run and just build from there and I think, you know, just keep the ball rolling with the momentum we had from last season. Um, and, you know, like you said, they're not far off from potentially winning the championship. So that, you know, plus 3,300, you know, you might see some action on that. Um, but definitely going to be a fun team to watch this year. We're looking forward to their future. Um, the Nuggets, another team people are looking forward to uh, watching this year, obviously they got Jokic, but they also are bringing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter back from injury. The two second and third best players. Without them for the majority of the season, they finished forty eight and thirty four last year, uh, thanks to another MVP from Jokic, who carried this offense, which finished sixth in the league uh, with one hundred thirteen point eight offensive rating. They finished fifteenth in the league at one hundred eleven point five defensive rating for a. 2.3 net rating, 11th in the league. They added Bruce Brown, KCP, Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan, and Christian Braun, 21st overall to Kansas. They lost Will Barton, Brent Forbes, Michael Green, Monte Morris, and Austin Rivers in the offseason. Um, so a lot of movement, but I think it's pretty neutral, the movement they had um, in terms of you know how much impact they'll have on the team. I think they won the trade with the Wizards a little bit in terms of well, I don't know, actually. It's close. I think KCP will be a good player for them. Um, so I think that was a good move. It moved some redundant pieces out of there. Um, something they don't have necessarily. Um, Vegas has their over-under at 49.5. Um, their title odds at plus 2,000. Um, I'm going to spoil it right here. I, like, I think both of these are way too good to pass up on. Um, because the ceiling for this team is pretty fucking high. I think. Um, they won 48 games last year. So you're telling me Jamal Murray and Michael Porter's not worth two fucking games? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, Jokic I obviously played out of his mind last year, but why wouldn't you think that's not going to happen this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had the same thought process. I'm not sure why the, the totals are higher here. I mean, I, like you said, a lot of these losses, additions, mostly kind of cancel out. I don't think there's anyone just like a huge uh, game changer on either side, but you're really just focusing on getting Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back and what they can add to the team. And Jokic is going to put up another like insane record setting advanced stat season. You can almost all but assure. Yeah. So, um, you know, they got good pieces around them. You know, Aaron Gordon. You know, Bruce Brown, I think, I mean, he's going to go crazy just cutting off of Jokic. It's going to be great to watch. He's going to get a lot of easy buckets. He'll be a good role player for him. Um, Bones Highland coming off the bench could provide some scoring. Um, I, I I think they need to add some depth if they really want to win a championship, but I, I think they're not far. So, And I think they might have the best player in the league. So, yeah. And their best players are all... Yeah, exactly. So, not just this year for them, but also for the future as well. So, our next team is definitely looking forward to the future. (laughs) Uh, That is the Utah Jazz. They finished at 49-33, but you can disregard that if you want to factor in their over-under this year because they have a completely different team. They finished first in offensive rating, 10th in defensive rating, 3rd in net rating, Key additions, I said, see below, which is a picture of the roster. <laughs> um, because they traded everyone and got a bunch of pieces. Or they traded their biggest stars and got a bunch of pieces for them, so they got all kinds of new players. Uh, most significant, I would say, is probably Laurie Markkinen and um, Colin Sexton. Um, they might keep them and might be able to use them for the future. I think Colin Sexton is uh, maybe a little underrated after last year. It might not be a bad trade. They have a new coach, 34-year-old Will Hardy, um, was assistant for the Celtics. A lot of people are very high on him. So um, hopefully, you know, he's not going to have much to work with. They still have some assets you think would trade and Mike Connolly and Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay and any really any veteran that could help them win or help another team win, I think, uh, is on the market. So, you know, how many picks and assets will they end up with and you know and do they get victor in the process there at twenty four and a half, which, you know, like we've said is a low number, but this team is trying to lose and trying to get better for the future. And they're probably only going to get worse. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone on this team that would not be included in a trade. Like, nothing is nailed down. So, no. they're going to lose as much as they possibly can. Uh, I'll take the under on this, also. Yeah, I'll take the under. I mean, they suck. I mean, I mean they're trying to, so like, it's not like they should be embarrassed yeah. by it, but... It's, it's like, just, this team is bad, and it's going to be worse by the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. Um, our next team is the Dallas Mavericks. Finished at 52-30 and 30 last year. Had an offensive rating of 112.5, 14th of the league. You would expect that to be higher with Luka Doncic on your team, so 
And maybe they improve that this year and get a little better. Um, they had a defensive rating 109.1, 7th in the league, which I think came to a surprise for most people. Uh, net rating, they finished at 7th in the league as well. Um, they got Christian Wood in a trade in the offseason. You know, that was really their biggest move. They're hoping, you know, he can, uh, you know, provide a spark, run, pick, and roll with uh, Luka Doncic. Um, they also had JaVale McGee, uh, which I think was a good signing. I think he's become a really solid role player um, who, you know, plays his role, does it well nowadays. Um, it could be good for this team. They obviously lost Jalen Brunson to New York. Uh, their over and under is at 48.5. Um, I think that's a little low. They won 52 last year. Luke is only going to get better. Um, their title odds are plus 2,700, 12th best. I like those a lot. I, I'm a huge Luca fan. Um, I, I think he's just special, um, like really special. Like, never really seen anyone quite like him. And uh, you know, I just waiting for the year for you know he's gonna do it one of these years. Um, so, you know, I think uh, this offense can get better than they were last year, 14th in the league, and you know Tim Hardaway coming back will help that. Um, a great shooter for them and scorer. And, uh, you know, they got more shooting around with Reggie Bullock and Kleba and Smith uh, had a good year shooting last year. So, um, you know, I like this team a lot. I like what Jason Kidd has done with it. I didn't think I would uh, would uh, say that, but I, I think their goal really is a championship. I think that's a little optimistic, but you get a dominant Lucas season, successful home court, regular season, you know, I think they want to go at least three rounds in the playoffs, and I think that's possible. So I'm, I'm going over, and I like the title odds as well. Okay, I am more skeptical about this team than you are. I think Brunson isn't going to be, like, not mistaken for, like, one of the best players in the league or anything like that, but he did provide a significant value to the team, for sure. Um, and, you know, we saw their defense improve significantly last season, and I kind of wonder if that was more of, like, a blip than something to expect going forward. Uh, maybe Jason Kidd has really taught this team how to play great defense, but I think there's some pretty significant negatives on this team from a defensive perspective, including Doncic, Bertans, um, I don't think Hardaway's very good, Dinway's small, or maybe not small, but shit on them all, they, you? that's a player. Um, so, I don't know, maybe I'm just not believing in that as much, and I kind of feel like Luka just drug this team all the way to the Western finals and do it um, this year too and he definitely can do it this year as well but um i'm gonna be a little more skeptical and what i'm really looking forward to is when they can like find a second piece to put next to yeah that'd be nice Luka. that'd be so and, good 
Yeah, really give them a chance to win it all. Yeah, until they do, they will never have the best odds. But once they do, they probably will have the best odds. Yeah. So, and I have, so that sounded like an under from you. Yeah, that's an under for me. All right, well, that's a good bet against Giannis and Luka. Okay. Yeah, not a very confident under. Yeah, but. fair enough. Um, not a bad argument, though. Um Jalen Brunson will be missed. Um, the Warriors are defending champions. Uh, finished 53-29 and 29 last year. Had an offensive rating 112.1. 16th in the league. Finished second in defensive rating at 106.6. Finished fourth in net rating at 5.5. Added Dante DiVincenzo and Michael Green in the offseason. Lost Bielitsa, Damian Lee, Jerry Porter Jr., or, Gary Payton the second and Otto Porter Jr. and then Juan Scano Anderson. So they lost several role players. Um, nothing too big. I think Dante DiVincenzo will be a good fit with them. Um, and their over under is at fifty one and a half. Their title odds plus seven, tied for the third best. Um, I don't really have any questions about this team, you know, other than what they get from Moody and Kaminga this year, I think is a big question. Um, and that could really shape one this season and two the future. Um, and then really observation I had is this offense will be better than 16th last, than it was last year. So I'm going to go over based off that, you know, that they had more wins last year. Draymond missed significant time. Um, they struggled mightily without him. Um, his stats might not necessarily prove that, and they lost Steph for a while too. So, yeah, I am going to agree here. I think this is going to be my pick for the top team coming out of the West, and it's not only hopefully getting more games out of Draymond, seeing more development from some of their young guys. I think we'll also see a better Clay Thompson as well. Um, a second year after the Achilles, I think will help him a little bit, and we'll see that offense in the top ten for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page there. I mean, very likely they could win two in a row. Um, just yeah. they continuity is so key in the NBA. So few teams have it nowadays, um, and they have it better than anyone with their core. So. Uh, yep, they're going to be very good. They're going to be very good. Nothing you can do about it. So, um, another team that's going to be very good again this year, you'd imagine, is the Grizzlies that finished 56-26 and 26 last year. They were top six in offense and defensive rating. Um, number five in net rating. They added Danny Green. Uh, they had two first-round picks. Jake LaRavia, um, 6'8 forward out of Wake. 19th overall, and David Roddy, 23rd overall out of Colorado State, I believe. A big, oddly shaped dude who's supposed to be pretty good. Um, but I have not seen him. He's massive, apparently. Um, Jackson Jr., you won't believe it. Jaron Jackson Jr. is hurt. He's out one of three months with a foot injury. Um, won't kill them, but, you know, you don't want to factor that in when you're Looking at the you know the win totals, um, they lost Kyle Anderson, Danty Melton to trades in the offseason. Their over under is at forty eight and a half. Title odds are at plus twenty four hundred. 
kind of looks a little sexy to me. Um, my question is, how do they not get better? Maybe even a lot better. Um, and will they put their chips in the table and trade for a star? Because they have a lot of good pieces that are tradable. Um, and, you know, I, I think the goal of this team is kind of the same of the Mavericks. Um, and just you insert Jaw instead of Luka being the star. Yeah. I am worried about Jared Jackson Jr., Triple J, and seeing how his absence impacts the team in the DN season and then how he's able to come back after a foot injury to a big man, which you never want to hear. I think the losses, well, like Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton are uh, like the integral cogs to this team. They're still rotation players from last year that I don't really think were replaced. Danny Green, didn't he tear everything in his knee at the end of last season? I don't think you can expect him to be um, a significant contributor. And then I guess they're hoping for some of these recent draft picks to move into those positions, but uh, it feels like they have gotten rid of two rotation pieces without really replacing them. Um, I know it's a pretty steep drop-off from 56 down below 48.5, but I'm going to take the other here. Wow. Betting against Luca and Jaw and Giannis. Just pick all the stars, but against them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. You're probably. It, it, it's a, it's a crapshoot, anyway, so. Um, brings us to our last team, the Phoenix Suns, who had an incredible regular season last year, finished 64 and 18, uh, finished top five. Fifth in offensive rating, third defensive rating, third in net rating. They added Damian Lee in the offseason, lost Aaron Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, and JaVale McGee. Um, their over and under is 52.5. Title odds, sixth best at plus 1,000. Um, the question is how long does this title window last? It's been two years and counting, but the clock is ticking, so. Um, this, this might be the last run for this team as a real bona fide top five title contender. What do you think? Yeah, I think in terms of the names on the roster sheet, I don't think there's been like a huge amount of impact. Um, you know, you're losing Javel McGee, which, like we talked about, he's become a very serviceable rotation big man, but even on this team, I don't think he was playing more than like 20 minutes a game. Like, he's not a significant impact here. It's really, like you said, there's some drama shifting around the team with the owner, with uh, DeAndre Yaden's extension, uh, Jake Crowder's making noise about how he doesn't want to play on this team anymore, uh, but at the same time, what it really comes down to is is Chris Paul still going to be effective in his uh, approaching late 30s season? Um, and I think the answer is yes, or at least effective enough. Um, they do have, yeah, they're relying on Chris Paul, who is you know, closing his own 
uh, window for contention, but they have a lot of really good, really young players also can step up. Um, I'm going to take the over on the Lens here at 52 and a half. Um, I think there will be regression from 64 last season, but I still think this is a, one of the top teams in the West. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Um, 64 was kind of an outlier, I think, but 52 and a half is very doable. So um, I think they I think they get it. Um, I think they compete again for a title. I'm a big Chris Paul fan. Would love to see him get one. Um, that'd be a fun run. It's fun to watch the games in Phoenix during the playoffs. So, um, you know, rooting for them this year too. So um, that wraps up the over-unders. Um Figure we close out here real quick with some MVP odds, and then I'll give you my full finals pick, and you can give your finals pick, and then uh, and I'll just keep thinking about that meal that you're gonna buy me later. Uh, so MVP odds, um, Luca is a favorite. I think this is the second year in a row he's been the favorite preseason. Um, makes a lot of sense. He's plus four fifty. Embiid's plus five hundred. Obviously, makes a lot of sense with his. Last couple of years, Giannis five twenty five's always got to be in there. Durant at plus nine hundred. Um, you know, like I said, what the fuck is going to happen this season with the Nets? But that's how good he is. Jokic at plus a thousand. Uh, this is strictly off voter fatigue that he's that low. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tatum at plus twelve hundred. Um, Steph at plus twelve hundred. Ja plus fourteen hundred. Kawhi plus eighteen, LeBron at plus eighteen, Booker plus twenty eight hundred, Zion plus four thousand, and Chris Paul plus eight thousand. What, what anything jump out to you like there? Like I said, with the seventy sixers over under, I think it's Joel Embiid's uh, to lose this season, and I think he's going to be going for it. So that's who I pick. I think is going to win it. Um, I don't know that anyone really stood out from an odds perspective. Like, I'd love to bet on LeBron and see them totally turn around and get <laughs> a top four seed, but I just don't think that's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Luca. I mean, I think the money's plus 450 is pretty good. I mean, like, you're not going to get much better than that for how decent of a chance he has to win it. I like Jaw at plus 1,400 just because it's fun. And I like Zion even more for the money at plus 4,000. Um, you know, in a perfect world, you could just see something coming together in New Orleans and him just going on a tear like he did at the end of the 2021 um, season. Um, and, you know... Those are just fun bets, and you know, uh, you know, it also shows how good a hand the league is in. With you know, the three bets I like the most are guys that are twenty three and younger. Um, um, there's only been a few MVPs that young, so the odds of them winning aren't that good. But um, there's a lot to root for, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I think there'll be a great MVP race. Um, it's unfortunate for Jokic that he really doesn't have a chance this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he will, like, Jokic, that is, he's going to put up in the same season this year. And Nuggets are going to be really good. So, yeah. 
It'll be fun to watch. All right, and lastly, our finals picks just go on record so we look like idiots at the end of the season. I'm going Clippers over the Bucks. I'm betting on a franchise that has never won a championship. That has always had bad luck. Um, so, you know, I got that going for me at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I view both those teams in like the upper tier for championship contention. Um, I am going to go Warriors, who I think is also in that upper tier coming off a title, and I view their team as better coming in this year. Um, so I'm going to take Warriors against the 76ers, who are probably not going to make the finals, but um, <laughs> I am... You're all in on this year. Played, I think this team is 100% all in on trying to win this year, and I can at least make an argument for how it could happen. I can talk myself into James Harden putting on 100 pounds of muscle or losing 100 pounds of fat or whatever he said this <laughs> offseason. Um, and I, I think that team is deep and it has the top-end talent to be a title contender. Like I think they're going to have the top 10 defense and offense, and that's uh, like basically one of the requirements of any title winner yeah I agree with that like you gotta be good at both <laughs> um, um, yeah I think that's a good pick um, I think you know it's more wide open than it's been in a lot of years past especially with the dominance of the Warriors and the Cavs in the East for a while there um but I'm um, really looking forward to this season. Um, I'm shocked it's already back, but it is um, right around the corner. So we'll get ready for it. And, uh, you know, it probably won't be coming to you quite that much while football season is still going on. Um, but we'll try to do a couple podcasts um, earlier in the season. And then later in the season, we'll pick it back up. And it'll definitely be back around the playoffs again. Um, but we'll try to get some more content out this year. Yeah, I am very much looking forward to the start of the season. Me as well. So we will be watching. We just signed up for our league pass today. So um, can't wait. So it was good chatting with you. We will catch up soon. I'm sure the Wizards will be in first place when we catch up. <laughs> <laughs> but you're smarter than that. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of the season, everyone's in first place, right? So, so we'll have to do this podcast in a couple weeks. Then. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, good catch up with you. Have a good rest of your weekend. And, uh, yeah. Season is upon us. All right. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming. Peace.